It's my great honor to announce that we have successfully completed negotiations on a brand new deal to terminate and replace NAFTA. The North American Free Trade Agreement is dead. After 24 years, the accord is being refreshed and replaced with the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. But who wins in this new deal? And is any deal better than no deal at all? This is TikTok. I'm Dave Myers. Joining us today is Bloomberg News' Josh Wingrove from our Ottawa Bureau. Thanks for joining us, Josh. Thanks for having me. U.S. and Canadian negotiators worked right up to Sunday's midnight deadline. What was the, what was agreed upon? Yeah, this, so they finally have what they're calling an agreement in principle. And, all, and after deadlines come and go, my wife rolls her eyes every time I talk <laughs> about them. But this one was a big deadline because they wanted to notify Congress. And if you believe what the Canadians say, the U.S., was treating it as a deadline because they actually started to negotiate on things that they hadn't negotiated before. So, you know, we spent Saturday camped out outside here in Ottawa beside the Prime Minister's office. And, uh, you know, they got there. They got a deal that basically had been on the table for months, a sort of fairly evident compromise deal. And it's less about some sort of great revolution than it is about taking a massive overhang that was sort of Mm -hmm. clouding the outlook for Canada away. I think everyone, the response seems to be, uh, very positive in Canada, with the notable exception of the dairy farmers who are not thrilled. So we'll get into specifics in a second. So are we saying goodbye to NAFTA and hello USMCA? USMCA, yeah. Have we decided how to pronounce that yet? I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't hear it in the news conference today. Yeah, I, I mean, I think people are trying to sing it village people style, <laughs> uh, and we're going to just roll with it. I, I think, yeah, it's going to be called the USMCA. Uh, the current NAFTA is on the books now, and, you know, this thing has to still pass. There are already signs in Congress in Congress that people are not thrilled with it, so mm-hmm. we don't want to we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. But uh, you know, if it does pass, presumably it would replace the current NAFTA. And uh, you know, I think that there are things in there that all countries see as good. You know, autos is a huge mm-hmm. thing; it's a sector that everyone really points to on NAFTA. And essentially, Canada and Mexico got exemptions from auto tariffs that you know before Trump, no one thought would ever be possible, but now are at least the threat is a reality. Uh, and uh, Canada got a, a wage provision that helps sort of support high wage auto manufacturing, and so it's it, it, it's not free trade by any stretch, mm-hmm. but it, it it is being celebrated here by union leaders and industry alike. Well, we talked over a month ago about whether this trade relationship could be saved. How did the negotiations go since then? And was there ever a doubt in your mind, in anyone's mind, that a deal would actually get done? Well, it looked pretty dicey last week. We had the UN speech, Trump, or I should say press conference. Trump held court for 80 minutes, fairly breathtaking 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he took aim at Trudeau, right? He said he refused a meeting with Trudeau. And then Trudeau's people said, wait, we didn't ask for a meeting. And then we had sources tell us, no, 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 Trump meant he, he it was an informal meeting. He, he avoided Trudeau. And then Trudeau's people said, yeah, we didn't ask for those either. So like, you know, pick who to believe. But at least <laughs> Trump was not thrilled with the status quo. Uh, so it was looking pretty dicey. But little did we know, in the days afterwards that these talks really ramped up. The U.S. moved on a couple of key things. Canada had moved or did move on a couple of key things, and uh, that's what led them to get it. And on the weekend is is when we reported that they were on the brink of a deal and they were able to nail it down the next day. You know, we we saw last week at the UNGA, you know, the prime minister tried to go over and talk to President Trump. There was some kind of uh, belief that maybe Trump kind of blew him off, but Trudeau walked that back, didn't he? He did a bit, but it was awkward to watch. I mean, <laughs> and then Trump later said that he did it on purpose. 
So, but yeah, Trudeau kind of snuck up behind him, tapped him on the shoulder. Trump didn't even stand up, shook his hand briefly, and Trudeau said, ah, he was reviewing his notes. It's no big deal. Uh, but Trump gave a warmer reception to the presidents of Mexico and Egypt. So, mm-hmm. you know, they left Canada thinking, what's going on? But, uh, you know, it, it, as with Trump, things can change. And today, uh, you know, this week, what we're hearing is just like, oh, Canada, great relationship with Canada, great yeah. deal for everyone. So, you know, that's, I guess, the new era. Yeah, so we, we, we heard the president say uh, this morning in the Rose Garden that the, the press has written a lot of false things about his relationship with Prime Minister Trudeau and that everything's great. What else did the president have to say today about the deal? Oh, my gosh, he had a lot of things to say about the deal. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he he really praised it. He he held this up as a deal that they can win. He pointed to dairy as like his big victory vis-a-vis Canada. So that, so that's big. But the one thing he said is he did address this sort of outstanding question. Like, look, we got a big deal here, but those steel and aluminum tariffs remain in place, as do the counter tariffs that Canada yeah. put on things like whiskey. You know, a lot of American exports. And those are still there. And so right now we're, we're still waiting to see whether those will come off. Trump said, no, they're staying on. And then in the next breath he said, well, maybe if they agree to a quota, we'll talk about it. But so, you know, it looks like that's an active discussion, but it's still one big irritant that remains even as they celebrate this deal and everyone takes a victory lap and thanks to the academy. Speak, so speaking of victory laps, what did the prime minister have to say today about the deal? Yeah, he really, uh, like, he looked giddy, to be honest. He and Freeland went up there and they thanked each other. They thanked, uh, Trudeau thanked Freeland's husband and kids. Like, there's pretty much no one they didn't thank. And so, you know, they're, they're casting it as a win. I did mention dairy. That was one of Canada's big gives. They gave a sliver of their market up. And, and they faced a lot of questions about that. Like, look, you sold out farmers, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to be compensating farmers. So there's another shoe to drop here. But Trudeau's answer was, you know what, we gave up 3.5% or so of, of the dairy market. The U.S. wanted to kill 100% of it, so uh, you know we did what we could. So that's the line he's going to see. Politics plays a role here. We have an well, election in Quebec, so who knows? And then there's, of course, the midterm elections that are coming up next month. And this, you know, the president needed a, a kind of victory going in there to help out you know, in the Rust Belt with the farmers. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that might be playing into this question of when those steel and aluminum tariffs Ooh. come off. I mean, that's that's just... Pure conjecture on my part, but you, you, you got to wonder. Like, they've left this thing going. Uh, a lot of Trump's base likes these steel tariffs. Uh, you know, they, they could be a scenario where they come off before the NAFTA deal is signed. That's at the end of November after those midterm elections. So, I, absolutely, Trump is going to be yelling about this, uh, celebrating this, holding this up as a key achievement, uh, you know, as he goes around campaigning for those midterms. So, if you had to grade what each country got out of this deal, what would you grade the U.S.? Would you give them, you know, an A, a B? What would you give them? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know if I'm smart enough to answer that question. (laughs) You know, the early results... People didn't love what Mexico got out of it. A lot of the analysts thought Mexico got a bit of a raw deal, but they got certainty, and that matters, right? And so far, the results in Canada are Canada gave up a lot. It's not ideal. It's certainly not an improvement from the eyes of many people in Canada, but it's way less bad than it could have been. And I think that's the thing against which we're marking. And for the U.S., you know, who knows? The U.S. US trade policy changes by the hour, it seems, these days. So when you have a deal like this... How can you say this deal is better than no deal at all? Well, I mean, I mean, the markets are telling us that, for instance. Mm. You know, I mean, it, it just takes such a huge risk off Canada. Autos are such a huge export for Canada. Autos and oil are like the two main categories of export. 
And so, listen, if you take away a key risk that, A, could grow the auto sector and, B, guarantee it against tariffs at least up to a certain threshold, that's unequivocally positive. And, frankly, Canada's big give was on dairy. There are a mm-hmm. lot of Canadians who are perfectly happy to see that dairy system go away. It makes uh, dairy products more expensive here. You know, it's essentially this, like, OPEC-esque system that has taken to hold among cows. Uh, and so I think, uh, you know, there's at least a constituent of Canada that will be perfectly happy to see cheaper, subsidized American uh, milk and cheese rolling across the border. You know, a Syracuse University economist told Bloomberg News the Trump administration will not have fixed NAFTA. They will have added bricks to the fortress America. When I read a quote like that, it's hard for me to understand who wins. So who, did anyone blink? Did anyone you know, come out, not get what they hope to get out of this and, and capitulate it? Uh, I think everyone blinked, uh, for sure. Like, the U.S. went in with five sort of fire and fury proposals, and they really didn't get any of them. You know, they wanted to have 50% of all cars made in the U.S. That didn't happen. They wanted a five-year sunset clause. They got 16 years instead. They wanted to kill Canada's dairy system. They got 3.5% of it. You know, like like, they blinked on a lot of big things. And another way of saying blinking is they... Compromised, you know, they work to get a deal. A shocking thing, compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Canada did the same. Mexico did the same. I think all three countries look like they're going to be able to live with this. Critically, Mexico's new president, incoming sort of a uh, populist leftist guy, uh, Lopez Obrador, is he thinks he can live with it too. So if this peace holds, and if Congress, by some way, is able to pass this thing, then you know maybe maybe my days of standing outside trade negotiations (laughs) are, are over. So let's let's talk about let's pull on that a little more because you know the midterms are coming up like we said and a lot of the expectations are saying that the Democrats will win the house they'll take control back from Republicans. So what happens to this deal if you have a democratic controlled house possibly a democratic controlled senate and the president wants you know to get this passed. It's a great question and we just don't know. I think it raises the prospect of a couple things. Number 1, it's possible they try to somehow rush this through the lame duck, put it through this Mm. Congress. If they don't do that, though, then the Democrats are obviously going to hold a lot of power. And, uh, you know, certain things become more important, like labor and that kind of thing. Uh, So, you know, they'll hope to maybe pass it this way. But one Trump card, if you will, it was a terrible pun I didn't mean to make, uh, is uh, sort of thing that he has uh, that he can do is that he can come and uh, give notice of withdrawal of the current Mm -hmm. NAFTA. So he might give a take it or leave it offer to Congress, say, I'm quitting the current NAFTA. If you want a trade deal with Canada and Mexico, which are the first and I think maybe second or third biggest buyers of U.S. exports, uh, then you know this is it's take it or leave it. So we we don't know. We haven't had that notice yet. He's really not explicitly threatened that in quite a while. But that could be his sort of nuclear option if he really wanted to whip Congress into shape. So with all of this kind of up in the air, what's the next thing? Are we going to see a big photo op of everyone shaking hands and congratulating each other? Yeah, well, at the end of November, I think. And it might even happen, believe it or not, in Buenos Aires. Because the leaders are on pay. They have to sign it probably on November 30th. Well, that is the start of the G20 summit in Argentina. And so uh, they might try to sign it, I guess, maybe a day before have a ceremony on North American soil, but it's a bit of a calendar issue. Anyway, they're going to do that. They'll sign it, and then all eyes will be on those ratification votes. And the question will be almost entirely about Congress. Canada and Mexico are going to have less of a hard time passing this thing. Bloomberg's Josh Wingrove in Ottawa. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure to follow Josh on Twitter. He's at Josh underscore Wingrove. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening. Please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm Dave Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers. And you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.